Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. Join me in prayer. Lord of all wisdom, we thank you for the gift of your word. And as we think on these things, open our hearts and our minds to hear you. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. My name is Gerardo Apontesaif, as I uh, mentioned earlier to the young people. Um, and I want to extend the warm welcome, the, the warm greetings of the Reverend Beth Taylor and the worshiping community at St. John's in Royal Oak, where I'm honored to serve as curate and associate clergy. I also want to express my deep gratitude to Father Chris and to this wonderful community at St. David's for welcoming me this morning. I want, I want us to begin this meditation by, by closing our eyes. And I'm gonna ask you a couple questions for you to meditate, to ponder. How does the world see you? When people look at you, what do they see in you? How do you wish the world would see you? Perhaps as you are thinking, labels that come to mind include mother, father, man, woman, artist, entrepreneur, loyal friend, good person, Perhaps there are other labels that are coming to your mind. Someone who is sick, someone who is too old or too young, someone who is too strong or not strong enough, someone who is a burden to others. How does the world see you? How do you wish to be seen? If you come back to me, open your eyes, um, this, this theme of seeing and being seen is a big part of our scriptures today. We see that God asked Samuel to go and anoint a new king for Israel. And what Samuel was seeing was not the same thing that God was seeing. Paul in the epistle talks about darkness and light, the things that are hidden versus the things that are out in the open. And then in the gospel, we see this wrestling with what happens when a community can only see someone for their defect, for how they don't fit in, and God sees us for who we really are. How does the world see you? How do you wish the world would see you? I want to share a little bit of my own personal story as we talk about seeing and being seen. I'm originally from Puerto Rico and I grew up in a Pentecostal missionary family. My parents moved to Belize 
a country in Central America when I was 10 years old. And together with my younger sister, we spent a lot of time going door to door, uh, telling people about Jesus, inviting them to come to church with us. A few years later, uh, my family moved to Peru in South America. And similarly, sharing the gospel with people, witnessing to what we had experienced. Growing up, I lived and worked and got to know people in villages and communities that the world sees in a certain way and dismisses in a certain way because perhaps they don't have a lot of education or they don't have water, running water, electricity. They're simple people. They're labeled poor. Now, there are some realities about access to clean water. There's some realities about access to quality education. And yet, when we use this label, when we see this label poor, right? there's judgment, there's pity that goes with it. I also made a reference to my roots as Pentecostal and missionaries, and those labels also have connotations. Uh, some people in our society, some people in, even in our Christian communities, dismiss those traditions. Maybe they're labeled weird, strange, the crazy people who speak in tongues, people who believe in miracles, they're really loud, emotional. I know that the missionary lifestyle, that approach to the church um, involves, it brings up uh, stereotypes and prejudices for some, but there are many things that I loved about that upbringing. I spent a lot of time in church. I mean, a lot of time in church. We were in church five, six days a week. Our services could easily run two hours long, maybe longer. Sermons were an hour long. So I'm don't not... complain, you guys. <laughs> I say that so they're happy that I only preach short. Um, and I know, I know your kids will know this, but the times that pastor's kids spend in church is a lot. But I spent a lot of that time you know, developing a deep love for God, building a community with the people around me. I love to read. I, I read the book of the books of Samuel, Kings, Chronicles. I read them so many times. And there's some of my favorite stories. I was a weird kid. Um, there was a lot of togetherness in this communion and this community of believers. We treated each other like family work together to overcome the challenges that we face in those, that labeling that has been done on us, poor communities, oppressed, marginalized communities. There are those challenges that we experience due to political, to economic system that were dismissive and continue to be dismissive of the poor. And mind you, if people in Latin America are poor, it's because of colonial empires that structure systems of inequality and the exploitation of our resources for centuries. And yet in these contexts, in these specific contexts, a powerful witness to the gospel called liberation theology was born. 
an approach to the story of the gospel, an approach to the way that God reveals God's self to us, that sees as central a deep care for the poor, for the marginalized, for the oppressed. In this experience, God saw people differently. God saw them as they really are, and that brought about a new way of witnessing to our faith. And yet, the community in which I grew up also had set expectations for who belonged and who didn't. And when I came out as gay, I got a label, sinner. Now, growing up, I had experiences of the power of God, the presence of God. And so even as I had to leave my community of origin, and I struggled to make sense of how I could reconcile who I was and what I knew about God, the one thing that I couldn't question was that God was important, that God was present, and that God was reaching out to me. That's what we find in the gospel story for today. You see that Jesus encounters a man that society had dismissed as a sinner. It's a powerful encounter. You know, Jesus and the disciples are walking on the streets of Jerusalem, and they run into this blind man who is sitting on the side of the road, and quickly we see labels and we see judgment. Did he sin or was it his parents? And Jesus says, it's not like that. It has nothing to do with that. Our mission is to see in him the work of God, the image of God, the light of God. What a difference. When how the world sees us, brings us down, pushes us to the margins, deprives us of a living. But when we are seen by God, we are lifted up. We're brought into the light to be fully who we are, alive as God sees us. And that's the miracle of this story. Yes, the man in the story is cured from blindness, but the real story is that Jesus restored this man who had been dismissed because of his disability, and he's brought in back into the community. And that healing was so transformative, it shook the foundations of the community, and launched an investigation. That's where we spend a lot of time in the reading, which was quite lengthy, right? Where they're trying to figure out what happened, why did this happen, how could this possibly be? And in all those questions, mind you, there's a man who just received his son, has never been able to see, but in the concern that the community had for how did this happen, we hear that at the heart is a reminder that this man was a sinner. How can it be that he received the sight? In addition to that question and that wondering about how it's possible that this man could see, it's also this idea of by whose authority? By whose authority could this man see? Because that also meant, where does that leave us if God is using someone else to heal people? What about us? Beloved of God, today God reaches out to us, to 
each one of us and reminds us that we are truly seen regardless of what the world sees beyond the labels man woman gay trans poor disabled outcast sinner the child of sinners god sees us as we really are and rescues us from the ways that society has dismissed us because of who we are and at the same time there is a challenge for us as followers of jesus for you and me to challenge the labels that society puts on people the marginalized and the oppressed and jesus is a-okay if we have to put on if we have to be put on trial by society for lifting up those who have been marginalized. And so in this journey of Lent, as we reflect on wilderness, on sin, I pray that you are able to see the world as God sees, the light that is in all of us, but especially in those that society has labeled outcasts, because God loves them and sees them for who they truly are. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.